Hi again, everyone, and welcome to a special second part of the Luton Town Supporters Trust podcast's end of season review. In part one of our season review, you heard myself, James and Tony recollect the events of the season. And in this second part, we take you inside the camp for the views of the man behind the wheel when the League One title was won, which was, of course, Mick Harford. Tony and myself met up with Mick last month to get his thoughts and feelings on a magical season and to ask him just how big a role unsung hero Steve Rutter played in the success, which feels even more significant in light of the news which broke earlier that Steve is leaving the town to go and work in Greece, in which, of course, we wish him the very best of luck and thank him for his role in a truly memorable campaign. Mick Harford, we uh, had you on a brilliant podcast a couple of months ago and uh, you invited us back then to um, tell us what it would be like to lead Luton Town into the Championship. You've succeeded in doing that, so what are your feelings about that? Well, I'm absolutely thrilled, uh, delighted and uh, I mean, again, the fear of repeat myself, I'm just absolutely thrilled for firstly the fans, which... Without your support, their support, we just wouldn't have made it over the line, you know. Uh, support from the football club and obviously the players. Uh, I was at the helm and I'm absolutely thrilled to be to be in charge uh, and, and get us over the line. Uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of past and a lot of history uh, with me attached to the football club and was it redemption? I'd like to think so, yes. Uh, and it's just a, just an amazing, amazing season for the football club. And I think each and every one of us uh, can take great pride. <clears throat> excuse me, take great pride in, in what's happened and what we've achieved this season. Did you did you ever think you'd ever get back involved in managing a club again, Mick? No, not at all. I, it wasn't in my remit. I didn't even consider. I didn't want to be a manager. I've. I've trying to carve a niche out in terms of recruitment and uh, scouting uh, well, as, as 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 my career path was going that way I, I just didn't ever think I, w- I would ever ever get back into football management and uh, it was just a strange set of circumstances that, that changed it how, uh, how hard did Gary have to twist your arm to do it then? I think I was about third or fourth choice to be honest with you but but no no it was I mean Gary Gary did ask me uh, in, in a meeting on, on more or less on the same day that Nathan left uh, after 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 a lot of heartache basically in terms of people leaving people uh, trying to get out of the football club uh, and and it was it was a question that I I couldn't turn I couldn't down couldn't turn down really it was. Uh, I saw it as a, I wouldn't say an opportunity, I just thought it was a case of for me to try and help the football club out in, term, in terms of just trying to keep, keep the momentum going and keep us where we are. We were, we, were on a, we were in a good position, in a very good position, and I didn't see it as anything else but just trying to help the football club. I know that it got announced sort of slightly later in the season, but did you know on that first day that you was going to be in charge for the rest of the season? No, not at all. Uh, like I said to, to Gary, what, what, what are you going to call me? Caretaker, man, or interim manager? And, and I mean, I think it was used as interim manager because that, that is the shortest term you, you could use, I guess. But, and that's what I thought. I thought we, I thought, uh, uh, the way the football club works, we would get a manager in as, as, as soon as possible. And, uh, 
and, and get get his feet under the table, and I'll just hold the fort for for a short period of time, uh, whilst whilst the process happened. Uh, I I myself was was going to be part of that process in terms of bringing a new manager along along with Gary and and, and the board, uh, and and things took a little bit longer than usual. And whilst whilst those things took a little bit longer than usual, the team was doing well and getting good results and. Gary then thought, well, what's the point of changing it, really, and, and unsettling things, and, and and that was the process. I'll come on to a few sort of key moments uh, with you in charge in a moment, but I just want to get your thoughts, because I'm sure you'll be the first to say it wasn't just your effort. You know, the coaching staff around you had a, a great impact as well. And one of the things that seemed to change our sort of turnaround in form was Steve Rutter arriving. Can you just give us a few insights into what he's like around the place, the sort of job that he's done this season? Yes, yeah, Steve's a very, very uh, philosophical guy. He's, he's a real, real good coach. Uh, he's, he's very calm in the way he goes about things. Uh, and then he's, he's just a good guy to have around the place in terms of his, his knowledge, his, his technical abilities. And, uh, and overall, he, he made a massive contribution, in my opinion, to, to, to getting this football cl- club promoted, uh, as, as, as everyone did. And, uh, I'd just like to say it's, it, the way everyone worked, the way you guys worked, the way supporters got behind the team, the way the board, every, everyone worked at this football club. And I've said it before, from the from the tea lady down to the manager. I mean, there's a there's a there's, a, there's an ethos here that everyone works hard, and, and everyone made a contribution to to us getting promoted. And that's what I say. And Steve Rutter was integral to that as well. And obviously, Inigo was um, promoted from the academy uh, to helping out with the first team as well I'm guessing he had a similar impact absolutely uh, in terms of his sessions he put on he was very thorough very hard working uh, very enthusiastic in everything he did uh, it was a good sounding board for, for myself and for Steve he's, he's got a, a great knowledge of football he was a very technical player himself so he brought he brought a technical side to, to, to the coaching so now overall Inigo made, made a massive contribution to, to our success did you feel the pressure as soon as you took over, Mick? Because you took over a side second place in the table, albeit five points behind Portsmouth, but we're in the middle of a, a huge month and obviously your first game, I dare say, was probably the emo- most emotional one given that it was against your, your boyhood club, Sunderland. Was there at that that pressure when you took the job on? Well, I think there's always pressure in uh, in football management. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it's, I'm not sure the pressure was as much as when we were deducted 30 points uh, <laughs> in the dark days I call it so yeah it, there was pressure on we had to keep the run going the, the team was in good form we had good players we had magnificent supporters we well, the club was in a good place and that you know and uh, we were going up to Sunderland and you knew there'd be touching 40,000 people there so the pressure was on uh, and yeah I, I, I can honestly tell you now yeah that I, I, I felt under pressure as I did in every game uh, that first game at Sunderland, Mick, I, I know that's uh, Sunderland's a big thing for you, being a Sunderland supporter since a boy. But how how important was that reaction from the fans um, before the game when you when you, when the boys went over and they went over to them? Well, imperative in my opinion, and was so important to uh, to know that they. I mean, the Luton fans, as I've said before, are the best in the country, and you know, you know what I think of them in terms of the the, the trauma they've been through over the 
being a Luton Town supporter is not an easy ride, as we all know. And and that day, I mean, and and, and similar when we played Newcastle in the FA Cup the year before, they uh, they just turn out in their numbers and they keep turning out. <clears throat> excuse me, week after week, and 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 getting behind the team. And, and that day at the, the, the stadium, alight, I nearly said Roker Park there. <laughs> that day at the stadium, alight was uh, was really, really, really special for me in terms of it's 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 my team. I've supported them since I was a kid. Uh, and still do, and, and uh, it was special to, to go there and, and and put in a good performance uh, overall, and got a deserved point, and maybe deserved even more. But I mean, the, the four thousand fans, I think that was there, it was just amazing, and and and, and it, it was very very emotional for me. I mean, to be to be applauded by two sets of fans was was, was amazing. That yeah. I was going to ask you what sort of reception you got from Sunderland. I mean, the fans obviously gave you a good reception, but how was Sunderland Football Club with you? No, they're great. They're great. You know, bizarrely enough, I'd planned, I'd actually planned to go with the team on that day with Nathan and and uh, and, and the staff to 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 go and watch the game, to spend time at, at, at the stadium. Uh, and strangely enough, it was my sister's there. 60th, 65th birthday on that day, on the 12th of January. So I was going to stay up in Sunderland for a few days and have a celebratory party and, uh, party and, uh, it, uh, it never transpired because we had to come back because we had Sheffield Wednesday on the Tuesday. So, uh, I wasn't very happy with Gary really. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to spend a few days with my mates and all that and have a good time. So, uh, but now there was other important matters. So we had to get back down, down to Luton and, and prepare for Sheffield Wednesday. But but now it was uh, it was a, it was a special special day and uh, a good performance in my opinion from from the boys as as they always have this season. So now overall it was a it was a momentous occasion for me. We played Sheffield Wednesday off the park, albeit in defeat, and then did exactly the same to Peterborough the following Saturday. But I think a real big date in the season was January the 26th, the day that we hit top spot for the first time. Matty Pearson scored from from a corner down at South End and. There was a feeling then in the away end that something special was on the horizon. Did you guys get that feeling within the dressing room? Yeah, it was. Uh, no, for for me, it was it was it was a strange scenario. I stood on the on the side of the pitch, and and I've been sat in the stands for for the previous ten years and watching football, and it really hit home to me the the intensity, the way the boys played, and as you said, the the, the way the, the the way they performed against Sheffield Wednesday, who were, who, were, who were a good championship team, and we didn't deserve to lose. The, the, uh, then we went down to South End and put in a real, real good performance. Played really well first half, deserved to be in the lead, and got got a goal. And I mean, again, a, a set piece from a from a Steve Rutter corner. So he had his influence there. So uh, so now, and, and second half, we 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 we, we did okay and just. We, we got over the line comfortably in that game, I thought, and, and again backed by all the fans. Yeah, and we did it at the top of the league then, and, and, and bizarre, not bizarrely enough, we, we stayed there till the end of the season, and I, I thought, I thought it was some achievement hitting the top of the league on January 26th and, and staying there. When you look at all the other leagues, I, the Premiership kept changing hands between Man City and Liverpool, and Norwich, Sheffield United and Leeds that, that kept swapping and changing. And, and the only constant thing throughout all the leagues was Luton Town were top of the league for such a long time. And, uh, and it was, a, we, we were there to be shot at. So we were targets then and, and we were, we were the team 
everyone wanted to be as you, as you are top of the league and it made it slightly more diff- difficult for us in my opinion I thought and Portsmouth were the first ones to uh, have a shot at us as when we were top of the league on what was well, what went on to become a truly magical night in the snow the tricky conditions you know sort of historically the conditions that Luton Town Football Club probably wouldn't thrive in with that with our style of football and things but that first half was as good as 45 minutes of football as I've ever seen I, I totally agree with you and in my opinion uh, that was when I, I started to realise oh we could be champions here we, we could we could get promoted uh, after that performance the level of performance was was uh, as, as I've said as as, as good as I've seen at, at, at that level for, for for a group of players and they, they were absolutely magnificent from start to finish okay we weren't a good second half but but to come back and get when we got clawed back twice and, and, and it was it was amazing performance and capped off by 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 a great goal by by uh, young George who who'd come into the club uh, scored a great goal and, and from then from then on I, I, I totally believe we, we could absolutely finish where we finished As a manager Mick um, what gives you more pleasure um, in a game is it like the performances against Doncaster um, away at Accrington where we just stepped up a level and took them apart or games like the Bradford game where we had to dig in and we got a 1-0 win um, which to me shows what a good side we, we are um, for you what, what, what do you prefer, what gives you most pleasure the, the most pleasure I, I got as, as, as in, in, the, in the games I was in charge was winning and, and that's, that's we have a mentality as a ex-players being involved in football for me the only thing that matters is winning and like you just you said it's you can win other you can win lots of certain ways and we said after the Bradford game in the dressing room in the dressing room if we finish as champions or we get promoted this is one of those games where we look back and say well we we, we did it at, at Bradford you know you go there you win one nil on a real real tricky night and all that you know even even so then in the first half I thought we were brilliant in the first half bit of a miss uh, bit of a when when Maka came off, it, it just jolted us a little bit, but we carried on and we dug in and got got a great result. As you said, the Doncaster performance was of a, was of a very high level, as as was the Portsmouth one. But then you look at you look at the performances away from home. You, you mean you got a fleet one, and it's a tricky, tricky game up there, you know. And we come away with a comfortable win up there. So now there was some for me. There was some some really really hard hard games that we won uh, and some real real good performances uh, over over the over the games I was in charge yeah I always look at champion sides at the end of the season and you know they always dig out these these tight wins away from home and I thought Bristol Rovers was another one of those you know where when we got pegged back just on the stroke of half time we didn't let that affect us and you know it, it was a sign again of a, of a champion side it was it was a comfortable, you know. We were two 0 up and we were cruising at, at Bristol Rovers, and we had a little bit of a setback, and we got in the dressing room, and I, you'd have thought we were three 0 down, you know, after after when you went in there, and there was a bit of negativity in the dressing room, so we we had to get them back up again and, and get them and be positive with them, and uh, after after that late after that goal that uh, Clark Arrow scored just before half time, and and they they went out there second half and they they controlled the game basically under a little bit of pressure but we never felt that we were that we were, we were going to concede as you said that that's another another really really tricky away performance where we got three points and they contributed us to being champions 
it got a little bit sort of not trickier in April, dare I say, but you know, winning leagues is always tough, isn't it? Getting over the line when that finishing hurdles in sight. Like you said a minute ago, we saw that with Leeds, they led for so long and we now know we're going to be playing them next season, such has been their fall from grace and obviously Liverpool and Manchester City having a right battle royal. But again, we showed great character in April, didn't we, when Blackpool came down and to be fair, they gave it to us for um, parts of that game, but we just would not lose. No, and that, that's that's what the the attitude of the players, you know. And I've said all along. I mean, every day I used to come in, watch them train, and work hard. They had a, had a had a great purpose about the way they trained, about the way they went about about their business, and and it 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 was testament to the way they played on on a Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday night. There were some magnificent performances. Blackpool was one of them, you know, and. Uh, we, we, Jason Cummins got a late goal and, and basically that, that point nearly more or less got us over the line, you know, in, in terms of where we were. So yeah, everyone made a massive, massive contribution to, to, to the football club and, and some of the, uh, some of the desire and the will to win, the passion to get over the line and, and for us, to, us to be there to be shot at was, it was a, was a real, real tough, uh, tough, tough, tough gig, you know, and, and that they were top of the league, the lads were top of the league and they didn't want to, didn't want to hand it over, you know, to anyone. And that game, of course, was the game that broke the unbeaten record. Uh, it was the 28th game unbeaten. Uh, that happened since we had you on for your podcast. Just give us a thought on, well, what an amazing achievement that was. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant achievement. And, uh, it was, it was thoroughly deserved in my opinion. Cause it, when we, on that run, there wasn't many teams where you thought, oh, we, we could have lost that game. We were lucky in that game. We were, I thought in, in the majority of all the games, we, we were, we were in control. Now, the way we start games, we, 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 we used to nearly blow teams away at times and all that, you know. So, so it was fully merited, the, the, the record. Only thing that really didn't annoy me was the, the way we lost it at Burton. I thought that was probably the worst performance we had at Burton. And that was, that was a game where we, we if we'd have won, we'd have, we'd have been promoted. So there was a little bit more pressure on. But again, after, after that game, the, the bounce back and, and putting some great performances to, to, to get to the end of the season. Certainly, Mick, it, 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 the, the current side at times gave me the sort of feeling um, like other teams. Like in particular, I'm thinking of the Liverpool team of the late 70s and 80s where they'd have a bad result or they'd lose and straight away you'd be thinking, I feel sorry for the next team you know, that, that we're up against. And, that, and that's the feeling that, uh, that the current Luton side gave me, although there weren't that many times this season where, where, where that actually happened. But and on from that, in all your career, and, you know, as a player and a manager, uh, you've worked with quite a few um, squads and teams. Would you class this current group of players as one of the best you've ever worked with? Oh, absolutely. You I mean, when, when I was here the last time, well, it's not the last time, when I was here with Joe Kinnear, uh, when when we got promoted to to League One and a very similar team, uh, great attitude, absolutely first class training, and uh, when when they when they step onto the training ground, you know what you're going to get. There's no shirkers. Everyone everyone demands puts demands on 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 each other in terms of make sure and the, the effort the the there's there's a there's a massive a massive amount of uh, Pressure put on each other by by each other's playing, and and, and if they just never ever let the standards drop. 
throughout the season and if the, if the standards did drop in training there was one or two of the players who, who, who would who would put demands on, 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 on the lads to, to, to keep it going and all that you know uh, is it is it one of the best squads absolutely in terms of uh, character in terms of skill and ability in terms of the way they played uh, there's some real 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 good lads in there well the majority of them are the, the real real top lads and I was a man that they they give me probably my proudest career uh, proudest moment of my career uh, in terms of of being champions of getting promoted so I take my hat off to them and they they fully deserve all the accolades that they're going to get I would agree with that mate and you, you've already mentioned the Burton match and uh, as a group of us went up for that and we had a fantastic day apart from the result and the performance but the one thing I will say about these players is they're so approachable and happy to mix with fans photos whatever in fact in, in, at the pub we were at we had uh, Glenn Ray Frankie Masonda and Jack James come in and was mixing with the supporters singing in a lot of cases they were getting songs going and everything else and you know I, I, I turned around to um, my brother uh, and I said you know what this is fantastic. Like, I couldn't imagine any Premier League player doing that. No, and, and that's why that's why we've been successful this year in terms of of all the players, all the players, even the injured ones who've been out for a while, the players who are suspended, players who have missed games. Every each and every player has made a massive contribution, and they they have a pride pride to play. They, they enjoy playing for Luton Town Football Club. They have a passion for the football club, shown by being with the supporters in 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 the pubs and all that. You know, and it, it's not for show. Absolutely not. It's not for show. They they want to join in the part of the football club. They, they they want to they want to support the players the players who are not playing they they they're very supportive they're in the dressing room they're backing the players and 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 just trying to help everyone get over the line as we did. Yeah, you, you've only got to look at when we score, and you, you see all, all those on the bench and everything. They're joining in. It means as much to them, even though they're not on the pitch, and that's absolutely wonderful to see. Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, you, you, there's been there's been. Some very, very good players who who haven't who haven't played there throughout the season. In the, uh, I mean, Alan Sheen, for instance, uh, is our club captain, and he, he, but but the way he supported the players, the way he got behind, along with other players, Glenn Ray, as you said, who was the cap before he got injured, and they, they they've just been very, very supportive to the players, and and I I one hundred percent the players are the players who played the majority of the games and the squad have, they've been grateful for the backup from each other they've, they've been amazing they're just a, a good group they know how to conduct themselves and, and know how to work hard and, and, and the winners now in my opinion and and that's that's to, to be winners is very very hard to be champions is even harder and that, that comes from having a good spirit and a good camaraderie yeah, I've I, 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 greatest respect to Alan Sheehan because you can see with him this means just as much to him as it does to James Collins or Pelly or, or, or any or even you um, and, and it just goes to prove the, the old saying isn't it that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts it's been a truly fantastic season and you know as a supporter I'm, I'm overjoyed over moon and I'm so pleased for you as well Mick I just want to get your reaction, actually, Mick. On May the 4th, we went into that game. We were already promoted at the home game against Oxford United. But, you know, we missed out on the title last year. And so winning the title was going to be kind of special for us as fans, but also, I'm sure, for everyone in the dressing room. How much was the desire to win that game and how pleased were you with the performance and the whole day as a whole, really? 
People forget about the f- performance against Oxford. I mean, obviously, everyone was just elated, delighted, thrilled, like absolutely rightly so as well. But when, when you look back and you have a, have a, have a, when you consider the performance and, uh, we, the performance I thought was excellent. I thought some of the football we played, uh, was, was, was top class in terms of the way we, we went out about our business. Uh, before we went out for the game, uh, it was, it was a tricky game because we knew there would be a massive, massive, uh, crowd in here. We knew that there would be, the atmosphere would be, would be red hot and all that, you know, and <clears throat> I knew that the fans would be singing my name. And, uh, I said to the players, there's only one reason why they'll be singing my names because, because you get results and you know how to win games and, so they're singing my name because of you. So just go out there, play football, be relaxed and, and, and carry on as you have done. And they're putting a massive performance and a, it was a performance of champions in my opinion. It absolutely was. Yeah. Um, when you walked out of the tunnel that night, what was that feeling like? Well, it's, I mean, as we sit here and chat now, I've got shivers down my back and, and things like that, just re- and as remembering it and all that, you know, and it was just, it was just amazing. I mean, it was, it was just, a, it just, it was just, it just unbelievable, really, and hard to, hard to really explain in terms of the way, the way the fans have, have I don't know, it's a strange one, but it's, uh, I can't thank them enough, basically, for for the support they gave to me, for the support they give to the club, and I, I keep saying that. But without the fans, we wouldn't be nowhere, you know. And they, they definitely played a part in in us becoming champions. We have uh, many things to thank you for as well in uh, guiding this ship uh, and th- and this club back to the championship is one that we'll always be eternally um, grateful for. Um, how was that Saturday night? Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, no, we, we had a, honestly we had a brilliant time. I mean, my office was full uh, with people and uh, directors, board, board members, friends. Gary, everyone was involved in there. Then they, we went to into the John Moore Lounge and uh, all the family and friends of the players there. And there was a I've never been in a in a bar for years, which has had an atmosphere like that in the John Moore Lounge. It was buzzing. It was absolutely amazing in there and all the players were in there, the families, the kids. It was brilliant. It was a, it was a brilliant, brilliant night. And Gary, Gary, uh, Paul Ballantyne and, uh, Rob Stringer went up to the, to the brickies and they texted me and invited me up there. So I had a, I, had a, I got a cab up there and got in there and it was the atmosphere was incredible up the brickies uh the bricklayers arms and had a few beers up there then went down the painter's arms and i thought i'll go for a quiet drink down there then that was even worse <laughs> hey so now it was it was a the the atmosphere around the town that evening that night was was amazing and <clears throat> then the following day we had the parade around town which was again supported magnificently by the fans and the, i think the players and, and all that really 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 enjoyed that day and it was a nice nice day a relaxing day to spend time with the fans and in the town hall and that you know and, and just just have a celebratory day and a couple of beers it was it was it was a brilliant day I hope you didn't buy any of those beers on the saturday night i hope people brought them for you because you've been well deserved well, I couldn't get to the bar really, but uh, it was it was that busy. Uh, no, no, they 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 
the, the Luton fans again have been very generous to me and I uh, appreciate all the beers they did buy me that night, yeah. <laughs> Our fans are special, Mick, and uh, one of the things that I always enjoy um, about these promotion seasons, and, and, you know, we don't have them too often, of course, no football club does, but when we do, we make the most of them. And those scenes with you guys in the director's box and us all on the pitch, they're, they're special memories for us as fans, and I'm guessing everyone involved will take memories from that that particular moment away as well. Well, obviously, and I, I definitely will. You know, it still, as I said, it sends a shiver down my back, and you know, and it's, uh, it's, you should never forget those, and, and we should enjoy them and embrace them, and 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 really, really cherish cherish these times, the, the good times we have. Because as as I've said all along, we've had the dark days, we've had the great days, we've had we've had magnificent days, and and as a football club, we all should celebrate together in terms of, of what, what we've achieved this evening, because it was. In, in some way, it was a magnificent season in terms of what, what did happen halfway through the season, the disruption that could have caused, what could have happened. But we, we as a group, as, as, as a, we all stuck together and we got on with it and, uh, we, we took what happened on the chin and moved on, you know, and moved forward. And it's, it's all credit to the football club to do that. I would say it's probably my favourite season, actually, just in terms of the football that we played, you know, some of the teams that we came up against. I mean, this League One, this was a, a bloody tough league, you know, when you look that we've finished above Barnsley, finished above Sunderland, finished above Portsmouth. One of those two won't even make the playoff finals, such as the strength of this division, finished above Charlton and a couple of other sides. But the way that we've done it, some of the football we've played has been magnificent and, and everyone involved from, from speaking from a fan, you all deserve just so much credit for the hard work that you've all put in. And well, it just came to fruition every Saturday. It's, it's, it's nice to say we, we were the best team in the league. We finished top of the league. You're dead right. We played some, some magnificent football at times, uh, carved teams apart. When we had to dig in, we dug in, uh, and we finished with a, with a, with a target of, uh, 94 points and no one could catch us. We set a target of 91, no one could catch that. Uh, so we, we were the best team, uh, in my opinion, uh, and fully, fully deserved the, where we finished and fully deserved to be champions. And I'm sure there's many great days to come at this football club. I hope there are anyway. And um, you've handed over the wheel to Graham Jones, your successor. What can the club look forward to under his sort of guidance? What kind of a man is he? What, what's uh, what's he going to bring to the club? Great guy, yeah. Uh, obviously, Geordie. So uh, I, 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 I don't didn't know Graham. Uh, <clears throat> I'd met him a few times as as, as paths crossing football. <clears throat> He's got a great experience as as, a, as an assistant manager. He's worked with some uh, magnificent uh, managers, uh, Roberto. He's worked in, at a very high level in the Premier League and Wigan, Swansea, and the, and the Belgian national team. He's coached some very very good players. He has a he's very thorough. Uh, I've, we've had two or three meetings along with Gary at the moment uh, in terms of recruitment and structure of the football club, and he he's very very impressive. He, he's he's made a big impression on me, and uh, in my opinion, I, I'm I'm absolutely certain Luton Town have got the right man to take the club forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely exactly what um, we want to hear. You mentioned recruitment there, Mick. I don't want you to give too many games away or anything like that, but are you expecting plenty of ins and outs over the summer or is this squad equipped to achieve what we want to achieve in the championship? I honestly believe we have a nucleus of a very good squad. Uh, we will lose some players, uh, obviously players out of contract, uh, 
and we will be looking to bring some players in uh, to strengthen the squad. Uh, I think all the players know that, all the supporters know that, that we need to strengthen. We know it's, in my in my opinion, it's a big, big jump from League One to the Championship. The Championship's a massive, tough league. Here you saw the game last night, Leeds v Derby. It was a really high tempo, good quality game, and that you know, and it's uh, and that's what we're going to be up against next season. You know, it'll be relentless, uh, and it'll be Saturday, Saturday, and Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday at times, and we're going to have to be at our at our best. Uh, to compete at this level, and uh, but if we can recruit well and add to the nucleus to the squad that we got, I think I think we we will cope admirably, and we should be fine. Yeah. Excellent to hear, uh, Mick. It's been fantastic to reminisce on the um, six months. I'll just give Tony uh, a quick word. Yeah, something I, I, I thought I'd like to ask you. David Seaman was once asked, what's the scariest thing he faced in football? And he said it was you coming in for a 50-50 ball with him. I just wondered, what, what's the scariest thing you faced in football? Uh, January the 10th, 2019. When Gary asked me to take over Luton Town Football Club. Yeah, you've been you've been absolutely fantastic, Mick. I, I'm so pleased that you got the redemption that you wanted. I mean, as fans, you know, we mentioned it in the last podcast that, you know, you didn't owe us anything, but we're delighted that you got what you wanted out of this spell. Obviously, we're absolutely ecstatic that you led us to the championship. We'll never be able to thank you for everything that you've done at this football club. But what we can thank you for is for just being a great person, a great man, and giving giving us a season that we'll never never forget. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled and I'm absolutely delighted that I, I was the man who could be in charge when, when we got this. But uh, I just want to pay my tribute to firstly the fans for their support secondly to the players who have been absolutely brilliant and thirdly to Gary and 2020 board for for actually asking me to to take over the role and I was honoured to do that but uh, it's a joint effort uh, as a a football club for all of us to to, to complete this and it's it's just a magnificent achievement and what has been a great season and that's a great place to uh, to finish here. Thanks a lot, Mick. Have a great summer. And uh, well, we've got total faith in you and your recruitment role too. Anytime. Thank you.